Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, February 11th, we look at Lesson 6, Laying Up Treasure in Heaven. Together, let's see how to place our hearts in a treasure where it belongs, with God. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. Okay, here we are, Lesson 6, Michael, Laying Up Treasure in Heaven. And our memory text comes from Mark chapter six, uh, Mark chapter eight, verse thirty-six and thirty-seven. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Uh, and this is exactly what it's aiming towards: laying up our treasure with God and doing the things with it that He wants us to do. Uh, so, Michael, lead us straight into it. Tell us about how Noah found grace there in Sunday's lesson. Absolutely. Welcome to our listeners. And uh, as we're looking at the story of Noah, we're looking at a life of obedience. God called him to do something what seemed to everyone else to be absolutely insane, just crazy. And yet he chose to obey God, what God had asked him to do. It was um, do I dare say countercultural? No. You know, it was counter everything, and yet he had to trust that God would would bless him. And, and it's easy to kind of think back, you know, like, hey, you know, if I were there, I would be Noah, right? Right. And, uh, uh, we can always read ourselves back into the text in the most positive way possible. So it, it's 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 not easy to actually say and sense the bit of struggle that's going on that it, how difficult that must have been right uh, unless you start actually thinking what would it like to really be countercultural today not you know wouldn't necessarily be a ship but you know it does make you ponder right it makes you think what 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 would that actually look like in in my life um it definitely does is, it, it it talks about you know um that he found favor in the eyes of god and um walked faithfully it says in verse nine right and and um and god says i'm going to put an end to all of that and and he chooses to to be faithful and ultimately you know the flood does come in and it is um it is something that is utterly uh catastrophic and it is and i think that's one of the things that we have to remember that just as noah found grace in the eyes of god that um we too follow god um, as he calls us to be faithful, whatever that might be, and trust uh, for God's grace to lead and to guide us through um, those times. And by the way, it was not till sometime later that he gets through the flood experience and everything else, uh, and that he could look back and say, "Well, you know, thank you, God, for bringing me through this this terrible thing." Um, and it brings you back to the whole point that. Uh, you know, what is our purpose? What are our priorities, our treasures? Where where are we laying those kinds of things? And I know Moses isn't the only example. Right. I know Monday's lesson is talking about Abram. So mm-hmm. uh, take us there, Buster. Yeah. So I, I think, uh, well, I let's go through this. It shares, uh, it's called Abram, the father of the faithful. And it says, how were all the families of earth blessed as a result of this promise uh, and its acceptance? And Genesis 12, one through three, now the Lord uh, had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. 
I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. And tells them I will bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you, right? But as as we're looking at this, I, I would like to share this. It goes along with Noah as well. Character matters. Uh, God okay. looked at the characters of Noah and Abram and he mm -hmm. asked them and they followed and they completed, right? And I will say this character is not genetically passed on <laughs> character mm -hmm. is decided uh character i think is also taught and and so through the lineage of abram god wanted to do this wonderful work and we find that eventually that lineage uh was a very lineage that decided to crucify christ right and it's not just the children of israel that did so it was mm -hmm. humanity right mm -hmm. and so i'm not I'm not uh, bashing uh, anyone that's a part of the, the Jewish nation. What I'm saying is that our humanity oftentimes causes our characters to go along with worldly ideals rather than God's ideals. And so right. we have to remember this. And, and Hebrews 11 verses uh, 8 through 13 shares this. By faith, Abram, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he should go and receive as inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in the foreign country. I'm going to go in here, verse 11. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive and bore a son, and she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised, right? And so it's this call to obedience, but it wasn't the obedience. It was the willingness, I believe, to obey. It was the mm -hmm. character of obedience, not necessarily the act of obedience, uh, because we see that they failed oftentimes, Mm -hmm. Sarah laughed, right? Mm -hmm. And yet she still had a character of obedience. And I think that's what God is is looking after, uh, making sure that our characters are some of the only things that we can take with us to heaven, our characters and, and others, uh, yeah. and spreading the gospel. So let's remember that. And it also leads us to Abram's nephew, uh, Lot. Let's look at Lot's bad decisions there on Tuesday's lesson, Michael. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> my, my kids would tease me about dad jokes, but anyway. Yeah, so dad so. and pastor jokes combined, they can be fatal, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> um, Lot, is. this is a familiar story from Genesis 13, right? Right. Uh, that that uh, talks about um, this decision where they need to kind of part company and – Abram being the the gentleman that he was and and uh uh lets his younger nephew have the opportunity to choose and you know it's kind of like when you have kids you know you have uh pieces of pie or cookies right and right. see a little kid and then their eyes get really big and they're like they see the small one and then they see the big one and they're like okay I'm taking the big one <laughs> Of course, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm taking the big one, right? <laughs> that's the it's human nature, right? We yes, want we want our cut. We want we want the best that we can that we have available to us, and so that's that's kind of what's going on. And um, and so yeah, so so he looks around, and says, "Oh, the plain of Jordan," and looks to the east and and uh, all of the the luxuries and amenities and everything else that's there, and of course. He goes ahead and does that. And of course, Genesis 18, just five chapters later, kind of fast forwards us. And we find that, you know, um, the angel, which is Christ, that comes and, and talks to Abram 
or Abraham by that point. And, and he's interceding, you know, if there's only 50, if there's only, you know, and he kind of comes down to 10 and uh, there's, there's not even 10. And, and of course God destroys the cities and that wicked influence. And of course, Lot's wife becomes a pillar of salt. And there's just a whole cascade of, of, of kind of, um, and it, it, and I think part of that, it comes back to this whole theme that uh, what are our priorities? And in this case, you know, um, and we have to deal with this in all each of us in our lives every day. We have to choose to make a decision. What is the best decision? Um, and, and sometimes the most financially beneficial decision is not always the best decision. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't, you know, right. make a decision that's going to benefit you financially, but mm-hmm. but we do have to look that we that do. it's more than just the fancy house or the great car or whatever, you know, um, that might be or what that might look like uh, for you. Look at what the spiritual impact of what those decisions will be. And I think that's kind of the point here with, with uh, Lot's um, bad decisions here. Um, think think about the water, the brighter, uh, excuse me, I'm getting tongue-tied, broader uh, <laughs> right. uh, implications of, of every decision uh, that we make. So, um, which brings us to another biblical story, right? So, right. Of, uh, of Isaac, so um, deceiver to prince. Um, what can we learn from that? Yeah, so let's look at this. This is uh, Jacob. And he is actually wrestling with God. He doesn't know at the time, but he grabs on the stranger and eventually as they wrestle all night, he says, I will not let go until you bless me. And uh, this is verse 26. And then verse 27, he said to him, what's your name? He said, Jacob. And he says, no, your name shall no longer be Jacob, which is deceiver or supplanter, if you will. But now it will be Israel for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Mm. And as a result of it, uh, he, Jacob calls that place uh, Penuel, uh, for I've seen God face to face and my life is preserved. Uh, And so as we look at this, uh, Michael, once again, talking about character matters, it it also asks this question, says, what charge does Jacob give at the end of his life to his sons? Mm. And uh, there in chapter 49 of Genesis, verse 29 through 33, I won't read it all, but listen to this, then Then he charged them and said to them, I am going to be gathered to my people, bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in Ephron the Hittite, in the cave Mm -hmm. that is in the field of Machpelah, right? But he goes on and says that they buried him and uh, and his uh, Isaac and Rebekah, his wife, and and verse 33, and when Jacob had finished commanding his sons, he drew out his feet upon his bed bed, and breathed his last breath and was gathered Mm -hmm. to his people. And I, I think there's a, a lesson here, and mm-hmm. the lesson brings this up. As a matter of fact, I want to make sure I, I, re- I read this portion. It says, uh, through humiliation, repentance, and self-surrender, the sinful, erring mortal prevailed with the majesty of heaven. And it says that he had fastened his trembling grasp on the promises of God and the heart of the infinite love that could not turn away the sinner's plea. And we see his entire life, that he is saying, I want to be buried with my people because of the promise that was given before and the lineage actually mattered. And I think that's so important for us to look at, which Mm -hmm. is once again, character is not just passed on because of genetics. 
characters passed on because of life lessons, because of teaching. And he was trying to tell his sons that the promise, the lineage of the promise, the reason, the cause of the promise matters. And we should continue this on. And it matters to me, which is why he wants to be buried back there with his family. Uh, and so going from deceiver to now prince, uh, we're called to do the same and allow God to once again formulate our characters. And so, Michael, uh, take us here to the end and talk about Moses in Egypt. That's right. Back to Moses. So, uh, Pastor Paul, uh, or if, if, I know it's debated, but we'll just assume that for right now. Hebrews eleven twenty four to 29. Uh, By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the sons of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather th than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. And he regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt, because he was looking ahead to his reward. And by faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But Amen. when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. And just a, such a succinct summary of Moses's whole life, you know, just, it is. Um, you know, you, you see, and, and we know, I mean, there's museums all around the world that have the treasures of Egypt, that surely that was uh, uh, incredible, you know, the splendor of what was going on, but he found more spiritual value in casting his lot with the people of God. And, Amen. Um, you know, there he's, you know, thank, because of that, Moses isn't a mummy in some, some museum. <laughs> that is true this sarcophagus and might have a big uh egyptian uh pyramid that would be over his burial site but uh instead he will have the consequences of of this decision that um he will have with him throughout all eternity and the people of god and the the spiritual impact so you know i i think the point is is that whatever we do let's keep our spiritual focus let's let's not let it change what we're here about, Me, you know, Buster, yeah. I was telling you about some, some stuff um, that uh, went missing. Um, I, I think likely was stolen. That was personal, very valuable to me. Right. Um, and for me, that was kind of, um, it, it's been a struggle because uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like, well, these are some of my rare books. These are some of my treasures that have gone missing. Um, and, and so I was having a hard time kind of wrestling with that. How could this have happened? How did this happen to me? Kind of thing. And um, I decided that one of two things, first of all, that no matter what we have, and some of you that know me personally know that I love Adventist history, I love old historical things, <clears throat> that whatever happens, that I can't let this change who I am. I can't right. let this make me bitter because we have to keep our focus um, because even the rare things that we have, and I like to collect old books and rare artifacts and stuff like that all of these things at some point is going to burn and right. whatever or whoever or however this happened i need to pray for that person pray for that kind of thing and and um and that that was a struggle for me because those were very dear to my heart and yet um the second thing was very surprising to me is that recently those things were returned and um, amen i still not sure how all of that happened but it made me realize that how I live my life, how I relate to other people and how I treat them was more important than those objects themselves. And that we have to put all of these things in our lives 
in the perspective of heaven. Lay our treasure up in heaven. Amen. It's be more important. As much as I love to have a rare book, you know, signed by a pioneer or something like that, <laughs> it's more important that I'm actually in heaven with Jesus, with those that are around me. And maybe I'll even get to meet those pioneers anyways. So then we'll be like, what? I was worried about some, <laughs> some old book. And yet I get to go hang out with Joseph Bates and he can kind of help correct the story for me on, on whatever it is on some, some part of Adventist history. So let's make sure that we're in heaven. It's more important. All these things, um, the, the things of earth will grow strangely dim in yes. the light of his glory and grace. And, yeah. and we need to remember that. You know, Michael, I like to add to that, which is, Sometimes some events in our lives cause us to be bitter, but mm -hmm. the presence of God in our lives causes us to become better, right? And so just like those- Better over bitter. I like that. Yes. And so just like those waters of Mara that were turned bitter and then the stick that was placed in caused it to become uh, sweet, right? That's mm -hmm. the same thing that God does. So bitter events like that, Michael, and you see here, you could have gone around and, and made a ruckus and charges and, and, and really ruined some relationships, which also reminds us, just like Moses, uh, the treasures that we lay up for ourselves in heaven are not only in heaven, they're also here on earth. He chose to be with the people of God, which is where he placed his treasure, honestly, because yeah. God was with his people rather than mm -hmm. in the things of life. And so if you're saying you're placing your treasures up in heaven, how mm -hmm. you treat people matters. Uh, wow. What you do for others matters. And so please remember that, that uh, treasure in heaven doesn't just mean that you return your tithe and offerings and go to church and you're standoffish with people. It means that you're ingratiated with the lives of others to lead them to, to Jesus Christ. It comes down to priorities. Yes, it does. It really does. Wow. And relationships too. Yeah, these these things matter and they they're, they matter for the sake of eternity. Well, um, I think we've covered this, you know, uh, and so I just really encourage our listeners, you know, think about, um, you know, probe. And it's, it's only something that each of us can do. I have to, you know, I'm speaking to myself here, too. Yeah, it's an ongoing Same. process that, you know, that we all struggle with. But that to ask God, hey, I want to make this real in my life, whatever it may be that's going on. Um, I want to keep heaven I want to keep these eternal relationships, that that priority in my life. So think about that in your own life, and I will too. And I'm grateful uh, for this opportunity, Buster, as we journey through this, this lesson on stewardship. Um, we'll put a wrap for this week. This is, uh, so this is Soup. And Swoops. Signing, Signing out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.